Hey, this is Brandon Emma Richardson, and we are the pastors here at Slate Church based in Waterloo, Ontario, and this is our Sunday podcast. We really hope this message inspires you to lean into all that God has for you. If you would like to get connected with us, follow us on social media or go to slatechurch.com. And hey, it helps us a lot if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Join us for today's message. Wherever you are watching from today, I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad you decided to join us. I'm glad that you are with us. I'm glad that you're leaning into this series, this Death to Flesh series. You know, last week we started off talking about pride. Just a simple, really not uh, heavy at all conversation about pride. That's a big one to get started with. And you know, this week we are actually taking on two of these seven deadly sins, these things that can creep in, that can come into our lives and cause us to have difficulties in our relationship with God and how we outwork our Christian faith. And we're going to go through two of them today. So right off the top, I'm going to jump into a couple of different scripture verses, and you might be able to guess which ones we're talking about straight from this. So 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 says this, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. I'm going to pray, and we're going to jump right in. Jesus, I thank you that we get to gather, that we get to um, come under your word. Lord, I thank you that you have given us your word. And God, we get to learn from it, we get to grow from it, and right now I pray that you would speak through me in a powerful way, and that we would learn something here today that we are able to walk out in our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you're taking notes, you can write down this title, Satisfy the Craving. Satisfy the Craving. We, uh, we around here at Slate Church, we've had a lot of, uh, of babies born. If, if you, maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't noticed, we have a lot of babies born in the past year during uh, quarantine, during this pandemic. I mean, I, I guess people maybe have gotten a little bit bored perhaps uh, throughout this time. Um, and, and babies have come from that, okay? So we've had a lot of babies born. And something that's pretty common, I mean, as we had our kids, as we had our babies, that people would ask us would be, what does their name mean? Why did you choose this name? What was the point of that, that name? And some people have these wonderful stories around their names. They're like, we're naming this over a child. We're believing it over our child. This is who they are. We are speaking identity. And it is so powerful. And I mean, we, we didn't have really anything special in mind when we named our children. We just kind of named them, okay? We like the name. We like the way it sounds. We like the way that they went together. But I feel like this actually went in line with my own parents, okay? So the similar thing, you kind of get to an age where you go, okay, like mom, dad, what what does my name mean? Why did you name me this? So I asked that same question to my parents, and my mom's like, well, we had a couple of names on the docket that we were thinking about, and then one day, you know, I was very pregnant with you, and I sat down on the couch, and I watched a movie, and in it, there was a pig, and the pig's name was Emma, okay? And I thought to myself, I like that name, and so that's what I'm going to name our beautiful baby girl. So so that's where where my name comes from, right? A, A pig. And, you know, one of the seven deadly sins that we are talking about is gluttony. 
gluttony, right? This idea of the pigging out, that's often what we think of when it comes to gluttony. And it might seem a bit odd. This one seemed like, might seem a bit like, okay, I can understand pride, uh, but gluttony, like what, what does overeating or focusing too much on food have to do with, with sin and being sinful? How is pigging out, so to speak, sinful? In the same way, we run into the sin of greed, another sin that is satisfying the flesh and craving and desiring more and more. And although these two sins have different inputs, material and food, they both are intended to satisfy our flesh. That is the point of them. You know, I wonder, have you ever had a craving? Have you ever just desperately wanted something? You're sitting on the couch or you're out and you're like, oh, I could really go for this. You know, again, uh, when I was pregnant, I didn't really believe in these pregnancy cravings. You know, people always said of these weird things that they had uh, cravings for when they were pregnant. I'm like, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about that. And then I got pregnant and I could not stop eating turkey subs from Mr. Sub. Don't give me any of any of that like Subway junk. I just needed Mr. Sub with lots of lettuce, extra mayo. That was where it was. I ate like two foot lungs of those a week, okay? It was actually disgusting. But maybe you've had a craving before. And as humans, we are actually made to crave. We're made to crave. We can see this in a lot of areas. We crave relationship. We crave food. Sometimes we crave power. We crave things that we desire for wealth. We crave. So let's just back up for a second here before we get too far into that idea. I want to talk a little bit about what is gluttony. And I know we've talked about it. Pastor Nate talked about it a little bit. But I want to dive into it right here as well. You see, gluttony is this overindulgence, whether physically or mentally in food, uh, of food. It is taking on the craving and satisfying it in an overindulgent way. It is going beyond what we need. And you know, this one is actually a bit of a sensitive topic. Oftentimes we assume um, gluttony and the number on the scale go hand in hand. So if we see someone that uh, is possibly struggling with obesity, we're like, oh, maybe that is an issue for them. Maybe gluttony is a sin issue for them. But this isn't necessarily true. So please get this as I'm talking about it. But I also want to say off the top that this can be a difficult subject for some people. And I just want to recognize that. You see, food is something that can easily become an idol in our lives, whether consuming too much or too little. And I know that there would be many people on the other side of this screen watching this right now who have struggled in some way with disordered eating. And I I just want to acknowledge that as we navigate this. See, the way to overcome gluttony is not extreme restriction or going so far the other way. And I hope that we can have a conversation around this today and understand the deeper understanding and deeper components of gluttony here. I think in general, though, we could certainly say that, that as a continent, we are consuming too much food or too much of the wrong food when it comes to a health perspective, right? Oftentimes, we look to uh, America for their statistics and things on this, and, and, and a study has shown that 69% of Americans are overweight or obese, but hey, listen, in Canada, we're not too different for that. 63% of Canadians in a recent study were seen as overweight or obese, but I want to just make clear today that gluttony is actually much more a state of action. The act of overconsumption, or it's much more a state of action. The act of overconsumption or obsession surrounding food, treating your body in an inappropriate 
way. It is actually allowing food to become an idol in your life. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Will you deserve a glass of wine? Are you feeling discouraged? Well, Ben and Jerry's, they will help that. Are you dealing with relationship issues? Finish that can of Pringles. And I'm not saying that these things in and of themselves are a a sin or or that any of these foods or any of these things are, are sinful in themselves. You know, we can often get to the question of, is enjoying a nice meal or having a sec- that second piece of cake sinful? And not necessarily. That's not necessarily true. But sometimes with gluttony, it can be difficult to, to kind of grasp when, the, ta- when the, the scales tip from it just being enjoying food and consuming food to it being uh, overindulgence and becoming a sin issue. And that's sometimes difficult to figure out when that happens. You see, Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You see, gluttony is actually an attempt to satisfy a craving that goes much deeper than Mr. Sub or ice cream could ever get to or could ever touch. This is the craving that each living soul has for God. We're trying to satisfy something that only God can satisfy. In a similar way, greed also serves to try to quench a craving. You see, greed in our lives shifts the focus to ourselves, to the temporal, to the indulgence of material things. And we see in scripture this story of this rich young ruler. We can see this actually in action. He comes to Jesus in Matthew 19. He says, how can I, how can I follow you? How can I inherit your kingdom? How can I be a part of what you are doing? And, and Jesus tells him to keep the law. Jesus tells him these different things. He says, I've done all of that. He says, all these I have kept in verse 20. What do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And in verse 22, when the rich young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Are we willing to give it all up? Are we willing to surrender? Are we attempting to satisfy our craving for more in our wealth and in our possessions? This kind of hoarding and desiring more. You see, we were all made to crave. It's actually a part of who we are from the beginning. And gluttony and greed seem to be close siblings that are both an attempt to satisfy a craving we have within ourselves, but it never quite reaches the depth to where this craving truly lies. You see, our craving is for God. John 10, 10, the message version says, I came so they can have real and eternal life. This is Jesus. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Jesus acknowledges in John 10 that we actually dream of, that we actually crave, that we actually want more. And he has come so that we can have more and a better life than we ever could have dreamed of, than we ever could have craved. We need to taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus came to satisfy this craving that we have. He came to fulfill those exact needs and desires. We don't actually have to seek it out elsewhere. We don't have to seek it in a paycheck or a large bank account or a bag of chips or 
focus on food, we can actually find that freedom in Christ that we are looking for. We can find it right there. Revelation 1.17 says this, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So often we go, I have gotten everything. I, I, I'm just going to accumulate until I get to that point where I have everything I need. I'm just going to seek out more. I'm just going to try to fulfill myself here. I'm just going to acquire more. I'm just going to consume more. I'm just going to take on more. Until maybe you can get to a place. Doesn't this sound like our society around us? I have acquired wealth. I don't actually need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. And apart from Christ, this is where we will always end up. You see, the church often doesn't talk about greed and gluttony. It can feel a little bit overreaching. It can feel like, oh, now they're just trying to get into my pocketbooks. Are they really looking in, in my fridge and what I'm eating? Or, and, and this feels like a little, bit, a little bit too far overstepping. But the reality is that without Jesus, our state is actually in a place of being pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So how do we handle this? What do we do with something that seems so normal in the world that we live in, yet leads to greater and greater emptiness? You see, in order to combat greed, we actually need to be charitable. And in order to combat gluttony, we need to have temperance. This is the upside down kingdom of God. These are the things that actually combat these, these sins in our lives. But it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. How will I actually feel more fulfilled if I allow myself to have self-restraint? How will I feel more wealthy if I give my physical money away? It doesn't seem right in 2021. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And yet this is what God calls us to. This is what God invites us to. And this is what I'm inviting you to today. This obsession with food and this obsession and money in and of themselves are actually a means to an unfulfilled life. Researchers asked in a recent study more than 2,000 people who have a net worth of at least a million dollars. It went way up from there, okay, at least a million dollars. How happy they were on a scale of 1 to 10 and how much more money they would need to get themselves to a 10, right, to get themselves to that place of, yep, I'm fully satisfied, fully happy. And they found this, that all the way up the income wealth spectrum, basically everyone said, that they would need two or three times as much to be perfectly happy. Two or three times as much. Why is this? You would think that the more money you have, the happier you are. The more wealth that you accumulate, the more satisfied you would be. If I just had that bigger house, the nicer car, the bigger bank account, the better clothes, the ability to buy things, then it would be easier and I would be happier. We might recognize that money doesn't buy you happiness. And yet we still are looking for these things to somehow satisfy us or somehow fulfill that desire that we have within us. It's not necessarily true that the more you get, the happier, the more satisfied, the more that that craving is actually quenched. Because the reality is, is that greed is never satisfied. The glutton is never satiated either. Because we are trying to fill a void 
with the wrong things. And this is the part that we don't always like. This is the part that maybe you're not going to like so much because the thing is, is that we can't have it both ways. Okay, we want it both ways, but we can't have it both ways. And we see this in Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We can't serve both. We can't both serve our flesh and God. You know, it's important that we consider in this whole conversation what an idol is. How do we determine if food or money are idols that we have in our lives? And I love how Timothy Keller puts it. He says, what is an idol? It is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Anything you seek to give you what only God can give. We are made to crave, but only God can truly satisfy it. So we need to experience death to flesh, and we need to do this through surrender. And I just want to really quickly go through a couple of areas that we can start to outwork in our lives, that we can start to look at in our lives in order to experience this death to flesh. The first one is charity, right? This is how we are going to handle greed, is to be charitable, to be generous. And there are ways and opportunities like crazy to do this at Slate and through Slate. City impact where we go out and we serve our community, meet the need every Christmas where we are being generous, being uh, uh, tithing with your finances, making sure that you are pouring back into the local church, asking God, what would you have me give? Being open to it, listening for it, and doing it with a joyful and grateful heart. You are going to see that greed does not have a stronghold in your life because you are releasing it and surrendering it to God. But it doesn't stop here. Generosity and charitability goes through every area of your life. What does it look like to be charitable with your neighbors, with your friends, with your family, with people you meet on the street, with the organizations that are in our community? What does it look like to actually live a life full of generosity, full of release, full of, of just opportunity to give away what you have? It's not about not having anything. It's about being surrendered to the will of God because we get to be in that relationship with him where we can trust him. It doesn't mean you can't have nice things. That's not at all what we're talking about here. It means that this does not become the focal point. This does not become the means to the end. This does not become the thing that is somehow meant to satisfy you. Because as soon as that wears off, you need more and you need more and you need more. But charitability, that just is this constant ability to be worked through. God, I need more so I can give more. I'm not focused on the end of it staying with me. I'm focused on the end of it reaching out, and it's a beautiful thing. And then we also need temperance. So this is to combat gluttony. This is self-restraint is what it means. It's not about unnecessary restriction or obsession on the other side. We actually have to be careful here not to swing too far the other direction. We need to have self-restraint in where we turn to healing the craving within us. 
our character issues, our interpersonal challenges, our emotional difficulties. We need to recognize that it's important that we restrain from turning to food to satisfy these things. And we actually turn to the one who can do something about it. And this can seem so simple. But if we look at diet culture, if we look at fads, if we look on Instagram, if we look at what's happening, all talking about food, our culture is obsessed with food. Our marketing is obsessed with food. Our world is obsessed with food. And it can be really easy to turn to that even in the small ways to try to satisfy that craving and those issues in our lives, those things that keep coming up, those problems that keep coming up, those self-esteem issues. And it can become a vicious cycle. And we need to actually start setting that aside and turning to Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Food cannot be our great comforter, church. We have to turn to God in this. You know, we actually don't need to continue seeking satisfaction in the things of this world when we have access to the goodness of God, the fullness of God. I want to close today just by reading Psalm 145. It says this, God always does what he says and is gracious in everything he does. God gives a hand to those who are down on their luck, gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. All eyes are on you, expectant. You give them their meals on time. And in the NIV version, in verse 16, it says, you open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. God satisfies the craving within you. You don't have to turn every other direction. You don't have to turn to accumulating more material. You don't have to turn to indulging in more food. And you actually can turn to Jesus today. You actually can release this to him. And so right now, as we're closing here, I want to first give an opportunity for those of you who may be going, hey, I don't know what a life dependent on Jesus looks like. I don't know what a life surrendered to Jesus looks like, but I want that. I don't want to try to navigate these things myself. I don't want to try to satisfy this craving that I recognize and acknowledge in me right now all on my own. And so today, very simply, if you're in that place and you're like, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. You know, in Romans it says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. That's a pretty incredible thing that Jesus saves you right where you're at. You don't have to have it all together figured out. He will take you right where you're at if you just open yourself up to him. So if that's you, if you're at a watch party, why don't you just slip a hand in the air? Every other, everyone else can close their eyes. Just a moment of privacy. If you're at home, why don't you just click the button that's up in the chat right now that you just want to make that decision. Just as an outward expression of an inward decision. And I want to pray with you. Jesus, I thank you that we don't have to try to satisfy this craving on our own. And that you so readily come to us, that you are so available to us, God. We thank you so much that you bring us into relationship with you. And I praise you right now, God, for those making that decision as we speak. So God, I just pray right now for everyone making this choice, that they would just be in relationship with you now. We thank you that, that, that we can do this. In your name, amen. You know, at the end of this, you'll get a bit more information about what a next step could be for you. But I just want to say, such a great decision. What a great decision you just made. I'm excited for the journey that you are about to start on with this. And hey, maybe you're hearing this and you're going, okay, 
I can see some areas in my life, Emma. I, I'm hearing you on this. I can see some areas where maybe gluttony is a struggle. I can see some areas where I have uh, I, I've navigated with greed and I need to I need to work at some generosity in my life. I need to work at some temperance, some self-restraint. I need to surrender this to God. Listen, you are not alone. I just want to normalize that for a second, that this is a really common one to struggle with uh, greed and gluttony. Most of us do. So if you're on the other end of this and you're going, hey, that's not me at all. Like, no, I've never dealt with this before in my life. Maybe just watch last week's message and then we'll then jump back into this one one more time. But hey, I want to pray for you right now. And I just want you to take on a position of surrender. Just open your hands up right now, wherever you are, whatever it is in your heart. Maybe it's green, maybe gluttony, maybe both, maybe something really specific in there that you just need to surrender to God. I just very much want to pray for you. God, I thank you for this opportunity to talk about these subjects that so often don't get talked about or get talked about full of shame and and full of uh, uh, things that, that are burdensome, God. But we recognize today that coming to you, we find rest, that we actually find satisfaction for our souls, that we we actually find, uh, 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 we, you quench that craving that's within us, God. And I pray right now for every person that's just surrendering to you, that's just laying down issues with, with greed, God. Issues with wanting more and hoarding and holding it in. Issues with gluttony overeating, focusing on food, focusing on that to satisfy them, focusing on that to heal them. God, we release it to you and we pray for healing, God. We pray for an openness here, Lord. We pray that people would be able to take steps to find that you are the only one who can satisfy us. And we thank you, Jesus, that you do every single time. You are amazing, God. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to our Sunday podcast. To hear more messages like these, be sure to share and subscribe. We're thankful for all that God is doing in our church right now. We would love to have you be a part of what is going on. You can connect with us by filling out a connect card online at slatechurch.com. And hey, stay tuned for more content coming soon.